Welcome to My Records and Me. I'm your host, Kylie. Each episode, I bring on someone in my life and we delve into the music that we love and the music that connects us. This special series will be delving into Harry Styles' sophomore album, Fine Line. We'll be going down the track list, and each episode will be about a different song with a different guest. Or sometimes it'll just be me. You'll just have to listen and find out. Enjoy the show. Jess, 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 welcome back. Thank you. Excited to be back. Tell me your rendition of how we met. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, we, I texted you to do something (laughs) for the organization that we were in, and then you, like, walked across campus to try to do it, but you couldn't get into the building. Yeah. And so I felt really bad about it. Um, (laughs) Yes, that is correct. And I was like, well, oops. And then... I think our first time actually interacting was Halloween. And the first video I... The first proof of our friendship I have on my phone is me, like, making you chug a drink when you lost in Flip Cup. So my rendition of how we met is I attempted to make you do things for me in the organization. It went very poorly. And then we got drunk together at a Halloween party and I made you chug. And then, essentially, the rest is history? I don't know. I would say so. Did you come to that weird get-together before Halloween in, like, September at Bob's house and it was, like, ten of us? Oh, my God, yes. But I don't remember I don't remember interacting you being there, with you. but I, we did not interact, but we were both there. Because that was, like... When Bob was getting slapped in the back. Yes. Well, I literally I also have videos of that still, which Me too. Is I have video of that, too. Of, like, my first time at, like, this organization's party and everyone was outside because these two men were just slapping the fuck out of each other. Uh, going to school in cow- in a cow country, in cow country, Connecticut, is very fun. <laughs> yeah, that was, like, can you imagine yourself being in that environment right now? No, I would like, leave. I'd be out so fast. I'd be calling someone. I- I'd, be, I'd be out. I'd be calling an Uber. So, we were talking about, and you were on for track 10 of a fine line, Canyon Moon. So, when when were you first introduced to this album, Fine Line? When did you first hear it? I want to know. So, I had to look up when it came out, um, which was <laughs> December 2019, and I'm sure yes. I watched it the, or listened to it the first week it came out, because I'm assuming you would not let me get away with anything else. Um, but I was in North Carolina when this came out with my old oh, roommate, right. Emily. Mm-hmm. So me and Emily were visiting my grandparents. So I don't remember the exact day, but we were in North Carolina pre-COVID. Right. Having a good time. Very nice. Um, I think, well, the first time I heard it was midnight on December 13th, 2019 when it came out. Um, I was in the... Watson study hall on the second floor <laughs> of my dorm building and I don't know what I was actually doing like I probably had something to work on because it was right around finals um and I was with my roommate at the time Nisali and when it came out at midnight I just listened to it all like of top course. to bottom um at midnight and that was when I first really heard the song or heard the whole album heard the heard this song obviously 
Well, I'm assuming I woke up the next morning with your thoughts about the album I'm, and then listened. I'm, I'm going to assume, yeah, probably. I can't really remember. Like, we were, we were obviously, we were on good terms. <laughs> There's only been, like, one <laughs> or few times so. where we haven't been on good terms. Like, once, but, or twice. The mac and cheese incident. Of oh, Hampshire. you don't have to bring that one up. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was short-lived. That was, that like, was a, like that was, that three was hours. Like a, that was, like, a three-hour thing. Um, yeah, okay. But, um, Forgot about that. No, we were good. Yeah, we probably did text talk about it. Talk about it. Because the next day, and I don't know if you were already gone by this time when it did come out. Because the next yeah. day, or you were busy, because Sam, me, and Dylan, we went over to Sam's house. We smoked. And then we just listened to the album all the way through and, like, made mac and cheese. And I'm like, you would have been invited, obviously. I was in North Carolina, Kylie. I know. That's, oh, that's what I'm saying. Like, yes. Because I was like, well, you would have been invited. <laughs> I would have, yes. Um, Sounded like a great time, though. I remember watching guys, and I was like, damn, that looks like a we great did, we time. We did. We did a good time. So, Canyon Moon. Canyon Moon, Canyon Moon. What does this? What does the song mean to you? What do you thought? What are your thoughts when I say um, Canyon Moon? It's bittersweet. It's big on reminiscing on your past and like romanticizing a past time in your life that was like really yeah. good and you have good memories of. Um, big fan of romanticizing my life <laughs> and like <laughs> the fun things that I've done. So that's what it reminds me of. This is very funny because we were talking about like looking back on life today with um. Uh-huh like a fond, a fond, um, just point of view. Uh, so that's also, this is just very funny that we were chatting about this and about other stuff today. Yeah, we were probably thinking about it low-key. Honestly, but. probably. So, <laughs> track 10. Track 10, track 10, track 10. Candy Moon. So yeah, like just said, definitely a bittersweet track in which, you know, Harry really does recall this this happy moment from his past and yearns kind of return to return home he he dubbed um this track himself as crosby stills and nash on steroids which i definitely agree with um he wrote the song along with his longtime collaborator kid harpoon and mitch roland his guitarist and his band um and entertainment weekly's review of fine line they note that the track's connection to the laurel canyon sound um, named after the area, which um, in Los Angeles um, was a collection, was home to a collection of rock musicians in the 60s and 70s. You think, you know, folks lived there, The Doors, Buffalo Springfield, Frank Zappa, The Mamas and the Papas, I like so many, Joni Mitchell, like iconic, iconic um, folks in in folk rock, country rock, um, in that time just all lived in this area, which is pretty like, funny and crazy to think about um and for a period of time between may 2017 and june 2019 uh harry owned a property around that area um and this track is also cited as stevie nick's favorite song off the album i was going to say that oh i stole that's the one fact that i have god (laughs) you can say it i'll cut myself out saying it thank god (laughs) so canyon moon what what are your thoughts like give me give me the lowdown what what stri- what comes out to you jess because i got notes i got okay. lyrics my first lyrics obviously starting off you got to see it to believe it the sky never looks so blue like it starts like your storytelling right. and you're reminiscing on the past which i think sets a great tone for the song 
Um, and it talks about, I'll be gone too long from you, but I'll carry the feeling through Paris and all through Rome. Like reminds me of when you're doing your thing and you're growing, you're learning, you're doing whatever, but you're still loving and missing your people. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what this reminds me of. Um, it reminds me very specifically for some reason of a few, one vacation that we took. You and I? Where, yes. Our group. And other people. Yeah, yeah. Just but where we were, just, just us. <laughs> a romantic getaway, if you yeah, will. A romantic getaway. Um, the night that we were laying on the porch in Vermont at 3 a.m. with oh. Emily's house. Yes. And we had made everyone else in the house angry at that point because we had been, <laughs> everyone else was asleep and we had been dancing and hanging out for a few hours. Um, but it was like 3 a.m. and we were laying on the porch so that Walter could smoke a cig outside and yeah. like just looking up at this moon and it was an absolutely beautiful time. And for some reason, the feeling of this song reminds me of that. Yeah, that's a, that's good. Um, I have call out. I have a few call-outs for this, and the first one is also the first verse. Gotta see it to believe it. Sky never looks so blue. So hard to leave it, but that's what I always do. And I think a really fun thing about us doing this now and, like, talking about this album now is because Harry Styles is really entering his new, his next album, which at the time of recording this is 10 days away. Um, And it's very fascinating to analyze it in in his view now so when i i was listening to this in the car all day or in the car not all day i wasn't in the car all day i listened to this on repeat when i was driving home from work and this lyric stood out to me so hard to leave it but that's what i always do so he just like did this interview with um better homes and gardens really talking about the pandemic and its effect on him and I'll read you a quote, and this is really what, what kind of stood out to me. So he said, oh, this, well, this was the quote. Um, now Styles was stuck in L.A. for months with nothing to do. It was the first time I stopped since I left my mom's, he said. For a while, at the beginning of lockdown, pro- productivity dr- drilled into him. Styles felt like he should work and create. The ethos with One Direction was, was always more next, bigger, and better. Whether it was with friends or people I was dating, I was always gone before I got to the point of having to have a difficult conversation. So he used lockdown to commit to being a better friend, son, and brother. He pushed himself to confront things he hadn't brought up and had many long, honest chats. So that line really reminded me. That's interesting. Right? So it's so fascinating to view this whole album and this song in like his lens in, in 2022. Because, you know, it's so hard to leave it, but that's what I always do. He has been, you know, nonstop since he was 16, which is crazy also to think about. Like, insane to think about. That is crazy. Um, and I can't even imagine. Like, it's not even... It's not... You can't I even can fathom. No. Um, and I think that's such a stark line because yeah. with the story of the album, this is obviously this relationship has broken up and he's Mm -hmm. looking back on it oh yeah definitely and you know he had to leave it because you know he had to leave a situation because of tour or a movie or whatever he's harry styles he he is always fucking doing something (laughs) and it just it just it makes me like really think i'm like wow okay so now he's in like this such different place in his life right now yeah so it was just really really fascinating yeah, and, like, looking back 
on relationships after you've left them and thinking and when you do romanticize like the good parts of it and only think about the good parts and what it meant in that time of your life I think this song does that as well completely um the other standout kind of lines for me were quick were quick pause in conversation she plays songs I've never heard an old lover's hippie music pretends not to know the words and I keep thinking back to a time under the canyon moon. So this really struck me for a lot of reasons. And also, you got to remember that this song is sandwiched in between. Um, so at, comes after Sunflower Volume 6. And it's before Treat People With Kindness, but also Treat People With Kindness is not really part of the storyline at all. <laughs> Doesn't fit. Does not fit at all. So I'm just going to say Fine Line is the next song yeah. in this, in this storyline. Um, so really, we're at the end, end or of this relationship. But he always kind of compares, like, love affairs with music. It's this kind of mm. reoccurring mode, motif throughout the album. In Watermelon Sugar, you hear, um, tastes like strawberries on a summer evening. It sounds just like a song. Interesting. Um, Sunflower Volume 6. It's, Sunflower Volume 6 is so is such a vulnerable song. Uh, mm. But in before this, it's, it's described that, you know, they took a step further. And he's kind of overwhelmed by that deeper feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes, you know, Sunflower, my eyes want you more than a melody. But here, you know, the relationship, the relationship like we were saying, seems to be coming to an end. Um, or it has already ended and he's reminiscing. Um, and he remembers, you know, kind of what divided them. Um, they were being more distant from one another, quick pause in conversation. And symbolizes it with new melodies, you know, and old lovers, hippie music. She played that like he didn't know. She realized that maybe like there was a gap between them and didn't, you know, maybe want them to break up. So she was trying to cover it. Up. So really? she was maybe trying. This is all, you know, theory here. So maybe she was trying to cover it up and act like she didn't really know the words. You know, pretends not to know the words. Um, oh, I had such a different perspective of those lines. Well, so yeah. So that's just what I've, you know, looking at the internet, kind of coming together, putting yeah. some thoughts. So that's. Well, before you wait, before you say that, what you were going to say, though. Okay. So this whole album is about um, Camille Rowe, who he dated from 2017 to 2018, the summers. And she was she was this actress, model, whatever. Hot girl. Sure. She's sexy. (laughs) She. I believe I don't know who she is. Her ex-boyfriend was in Tame Impala. So a lot of people think also this line refers to her ex-man's. An old lover's hippie music. So a lot, that's the Twitter discourse. See, I didn't know all these details. That's why, that's why. That's why I need you here. Break it down. (laughs) So what were you going to say? I don't know. I didn't, I had, I hadn't seen it as like, I know you kind of blew my mind there. I hadn't seen it as like a negative of pretending not to know the words of like sharing music and just like listening from my perspective it was sharing music and listening to it as if you're listening Mm -hmm. for the first time with somebody and like sharing that part of yourself and letting them hear it I don't know I had a more positive association with those phrases when I originally was hearing this song I was like whoa getting mad like so happy yeah I listened to it I was like oh shit this is sad sad song uh not sad i i I bittersweet sad like bittersweet yeah like because there's so many good memories in it completely um i always i always thought it was that i really thought it was like that for Mm. a while 
And then I, when I was doing research for this, obviously, um, I was like, oh, that really could be. Because he really does talk about music and, like, love affa- like love, like, as the same throughout right. the album. Like, it's, um, you can re- really hear it throughout the album. That makes sense. So it makes you think. Makes you think. Really makes you think. Um, some note, this song is amazing to hear live. Um, <laughs> it must be nice. <laughs> um, amazing to hear live. I love the whistling in the song. Um, mm-hmm. It makes me happy. I love the guitar. It it just sounds like it sounds so like happy. Like it sounds like yeah. such a happy song. Um, and I I enjoy it a lot. Me too. It's my favorite on the album. So 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 would this be the song you would pick? Okay, it would be. So this would yeah, be the song no you would pick for yourself. Yeah, it's one, it's my favorite. Two, you got that art piece for me. That is that right. That has Canyon Moon on it, so it has a special meaning also that I see it every day. Oh, um, that's sweet. Stephen Nick's favorite song, obviously, Icon. Great Taste. Yes. Amazing. Um, it also just stands out to me as seeming a little different than the rest of the album. I would agree. I don't know exactly what it is, but something about the style is different than everything else. And it kind of, I feel like it kind of interrupts, kind of like treat people with kindness is also different. It, yeah. But it definitely interrupts mm-hmm. where you, like, it really does interrupt where you think this is going. Right. And then you hit, you know, I'm not, I'm getting rid of treat people with kindness for this right now. Yeah. But then you hit fine line and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Um, but with this, yeah, it's, it, I would agree. This, this song and, uh, Sunflower Volume 6, I think are very different, and Tree People Kindness, are very different yeah. sounding songs than what he has done. And he takes mm-hmm. a lot of risks on this album, I, I think, personally. Um, you know, Cherry, mm-hmm. Lights Up. Um, I mean, they're all great. I just think they, this, no, this they, is they, my they all favorite. are great. Um, I don't know. I do think I do think it's underappreciated, like in from the general public. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like a lot of his fans really do enjoy this song. Um, he does this thing. Oh, she says I'm a real fan. He does this <laughs> thing when he does it in concert. In concert, um, before the quick pause in conversation, he goes one two three four, one two three four, and he makes everyone clap like one two three four, one two three four. That goes quick pause in conversation. <laughs> I love that you have his like approaches to every song memorized where you could just put on the concert by yourself. I literally could. The <laughs> amount of times I saw the Love on Tour show and I know. The watching the Coachella live performance. Also, I I also find the Candy Moon performance from Coachella and send it to you because you could see the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, please four. Do, and I think and I think he has horn I think he has live horns. Uh, on that performance too i'll send it to you though um so i don't even know why i i think you maybe have just told me this was your favorite song and that's why i chose it for you definitely but yeah that's why you also got me the art piece because you knew it was my favorite song i think we probably just had a conversation about it like offhand and i was like work (laughs) and i just remembered it i'm glad i remembered it um okay jess well Thanks for coming on the pod, always, at all times. Um, Thank you for having me. Love you, big time. Love you more. Um, I'll be back again. Yeah, you'll be back again. You I can't just need get to rid find, of me. I just need to find what I'm going to have you back on for. I know. 
She's like, you better. <laughs> I'm like, I'm waiting. <laughs> um, no, there's some... See, like... I can, I can think of something not off the top of my head, but... I could think of something. I could make something up. We could just make up a memory some lie. <laughs> <laughs> we could. We could just we could lie. Actually, no, I already know. Never mind. Take it all back. I know. I'm not gonna Okay. Tell you. <laughs> okay, great. I'll wait to hear. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, make sure to give us a rating and a follow on whatever platform you're listening on, as well as on TikTok and Twitter at my records and me. And join us next time, the second to last song. We will be delving into tribal kindness and what that really means. So hopefully I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>